guys, it's Feline from Six Blue Warriors again, and today I want to talk about some of the pros and cons of going on a cruise. Now, my family, and not just my family, it was my siblings and their spouses and all our kids, and my parents, we all got to go on a cruise this year. It was a really awesome thing for us, all of us as a family. I mean, there was 18 of us total on the cruise and, um, you know, it was just, it was really neat because we're kind of scattered all over the country. And so to be able to kind of come together and, you know, we didn't do everything together on the ship, but we all knew we were on the same boat together. And so it gave us an opportunity to make sure we were still running into each other. And then at night we all had the same, uh, dining room reservation time. So we all at least got together for dinner every night. So, There was definitely pros and cons to going on this trip. It's always a new experience going somewhere with our kids. So we've got four boys and two of them have been diagnosed with autism. One of them has, it's not autism, but it's something we don't know yet. (laughs) And then we've got a three-year-old. You know, we've got age ranges from uh, 10 down to three so we kind of get an idea of a lot of the the child experiences stuff. We haven't really moved into the teens yet, which I'm glad because, man, I'm not ready for that. So while we were on this cruise, I was trying to pay attention to the things that worked really well about being on a cruise, but also the things that scared me currently and what would have scared me also maybe even terrified me to take... um my oldest son on a cruise when he was three because he was a runner or a wanderer and he loved climbing things and getting into all kinds of trouble. So let's go ahead and talk about the pros. First thing that I absolutely loved with being on this cruise is that the food was prepared for us. You know, we didn't I didn't have to cook all week long and there was always something that the kids could eat 24 seven. It didn't matter. So we just kind of got into a habit of we'd wake up, we'd go eat breakfast, then we'd go do something for a while. And then we'd stop back over by the buffets again. Anybody hungry? Anybody want to eat anything? Okay. Then we're going to go and do something else. And then we're going to come back and we'll feed everybody lunch. I mean, we were feeding the kids every three hours, which at home is a real pain in the butt because you have to sit down, find something for everyone to eat feed them, clean up after the meal, put everything away. Then you're like, are you serious? You're hungry again? I I don't even, I don't understand. Like I just got done cleaning the kitchen from the last time we fed you all. But this time I didn't have to worry about that. If they're like, I know we just ate an hour ago, but I want to go eat again. We're kind of like, okay, let's go. (laughs) Let's go sit down and eat something again. If you guys are hungry, you can. So I loved that everything was prepared and it was just readily available all the time, all the time. Aiden loves vanilla ice cream, and that was always available 24 hours a day. So if nothing else, he was going to get some vanilla ice cream whenever he wanted. The next thing that I absolutely loved being on the cruise was that the staterooms are very contained, and there is not a lot to move around or destroy in them. Because usually when we go to a hotel room, you know, there's all these desk lamps and there's all these drawers to be opened and closed. And there's the Gideon Bible in the thing that can have all the pages ripped out. And then there's the shower curtain and the bathroom. And there's all kinds of things everywhere that I spend the whole 
time we're in the hotel room saying, don't mess with the air conditioner. And it's just very stressful. (laughs) Well, in a cruise stateroom, because it's on a boat, everything has to be like battened down and sturdy and not easily movable. I mean, the air conditioner was actually up in the ceiling. So my husband just reached his arm up to, you know, twist the thing on this, on the ceiling to turn the air conditioner on. The kids couldn't mess with it at all. It was so much less stressful. And the bathroom, while it was very small, was, there was no drawers or anything in there for them to mess with. And even all the plugs were up high. Like, it was just so more, much more relaxing than a hotel room being in the the cruise uh, stateroom because there just wasn't anything. And, you know, the other thing I realized too is that there's a chain lock on the door, kind of like a lot of hotel rooms have, but there weren't any real pieces of furniture that the kids could drag over to undo the locks. Because that's the thing that always worries me when I'm in a hotel room is that I don't have my usual child locks to keep them from just walking out at two o'clock in the morning. But I'm like, if I, if I do the door bolt or anything, they can just pull one of the chairs over or, you know, one of the footstools or anything. And they can just open the locks themselves even with the chair in the way. And I'm just like, "Ah!" but that wasn't there on the cruise uh, thing. So that was a huge pro for me. Um, the other thing I really liked is that the offshore excursions were made really easy. Now the cruise that we went on is one that's really popular with people if they're doing a first cruise and it was based out of Los Angeles and we went to Catalina Island for a day. We went to Ensenada, Mexico for a day and we went to, um, uh, just a day at sea you know, so, and it was with Carnival Cruise Lines and, um, being able to have our backpacks, get everything ready and just go on off the ship and go explore somewhere new for a little while. And I had previously been to Catalina before, so I knew some things to do to take the kids around, to walk around and go and see. And they got a kick out of that. You know, it was a new place they hadn't been to before. It was a quaint little fishing town, lots of cute little architecture and things like that. But we also knew that there were tons of activities that we could do on the ship. So as soon as the kids started getting bored with the, uh, the shore excursions, then we're like, okay, back to the ship. Like there's no stress about, well, we've paid this much for parking and we already had to pay for tickets to get into this. And what are we going to do when we get home? Like we actually still wanted to be able to go out and do stuff. Like not a big deal. We're like, okay, everyone's tired of this. Let's go back to the ship. And it was just no stress as far as that goes. Um, And then we could feed them lunch. And then we knew there was things that they liked doing on the ship that were easily available as well. So I didn't feel like our vacation was really curtailed because we didn't have to worry about being stuck to a certain schedule ever. You know, you can go whenever you want and you don't even have to go off the boat if you don't want to, but you don't have to financially commit to an activity, which can be really hard when sometimes you're like, okay, we're going to go do this activity as a family and you get all ready for it and you buy the tickets and you go and you're just like, well, we have to stay here for at least this many hours to make it worth it for the tickets that we bought. (laughs) Oh, so hard. It just made 
made it a lot easier to just try new things, you know? Um, and if it doesn't work out, no big deal. You know, those were some of the things that I really, really liked about it. Uh, cons, uh, it is definitely possible for, you know, when Aiden was three for him to have fallen off the ship. They've got a lot of things in front of the railings. You know, there's lifeboats, there's generators, there's all kinds of things that block most of the open railings that you can stand over and look out. And a lot of other places they have, um, you know, like up over the mini golf area, they had these wind barriers to kind of stop it. So the kids wouldn't have been able to climb out from there because it was clear plexiglass or whatever went up and then it curved over and in. So you wouldn't even be able to climb up it because there's the little curving in towards the mini golf thing that would have stopped them from climbing out. And in the areas where there was outdoor seating to be able to sit and eat, they had all these little um, wire mesh there to stop the birds from coming and picking food off of people's plates. So the amount of space where it would have been easy for three-year-old wanderer Aiden to have jumped off the boat was minimal, but at the same time, they were still there. You know, I still, he had a kick out of watching, you know, the seagulls diving for food on the side of the ship. And a couple of times there were sea lions or, you know, dolphins that were next to the ship and he would lean over pretty far to kind of take a look at them. And that panicked me a little bit, but thank goodness he's developed a sense of mortality and he doesn't want to fall off the ship. So he tries to be a little bit more careful, but there was a definitely, you know, that was my biggest fear about going on a cruise with him when he was little. Um, and it, it, that is possible. Um, but I was comforted by the fact that, that it's more difficult than I thought it would be. There's a lot more things in the way. I was also really happy that when we utilized the little kids club on the cruise line that we went on, it was carnival, the camp ocean, the staff, when I was initially checking my kids in, they said, do they have any other issues that they, that, you know, first they ask about, do they have any dietary concerns? Do they have any problems with this or that? And I said, well, Aiden has autism and she's like, oh, okay. So she put you know, like that in on their little list. And then it clicked up a whole bunch of other questions that she filled in information for. Does he have any certain uh, sensory triggers? You know, is it loud noises or smells or this and this and that? You know, they don't generally have food that they served in the little kids club area. But, you know, they did do like a movie activity and they had popcorn for the kids, you know, so she asked about those kinds of things. And I said, well, he really hates balloon popping. And if everyone's screaming really loud, he'll cover his ears, but he'll mostly be okay. Um, but she's like, oh, okay, well, we do have this one activity that we do with the kids where we pop balloons. And so if he's in here when we do that, then we'll just take him over into the other room where he won't have to hear it. Like they were so on top of asking those kinds of things. That was really reassuring for me. They They knew a lot of questions to ask, but at the same time, when... The first day we were there, you know, Aiden had been in there for, I don't know, 30 minutes. And then he starts saying, I want to leave. I don't want to be here. I want to leave. I don't want to be here. You know, he was bored or something. I don't know. And so then he, you know, they give you these little cell phones that so they can call you anywhere on the ship and even off the ship. <laughs> If you go on a shore excursion without your kids and I can hear him just yelling in the background, like, I'm tired of this. I don't want to be here anymore. 
Like as soon as he entered into any kind of a meltdown arena, they had no idea what to do about that. And so they were just calling saying, he wants to leave. Can you come get him? Can you come get him? You know, and we're just kind of like, oh man, he's hardly been there. You know, like it was just a struggle for them once he did start having any kind of a meltdown. The another con that I did notice while we were on the ship is that, you know, everyone's like, oh, you go on a cruise and they have all this food and stuff. But if your kids don't like what is available on the ship, they're kind of stuck because you're not allowed to bring any food onto the ship with you. And if you go on a shore excursion and bring food back, they confiscate it when you get back on the ship. You know, like if you got to like if you bought some sodas or whatever off of the ship and put them in your day pack while you were there and then you bring them back on the ship they confiscate them from you like they don't let you bring any food onto the ship with you like that's a no-no i think you can buy certain things and they'll hold it for you until the end of the cruise like if you were to go somewhere and they had some sort of like special candy or food or something that you buy there's a way for them to be able to hold it for you for the duration of the cruise but you can't use it while you're on the cruise you know people were buying different liquor purchases or just different things like that and they held them and then you could pick them up before you left on the cruise the first day we were on the cruise was kind of rough because it, you know, my third son, he just loves to eat everything. He loves trying everything out and he only likes to eat like three bites of whatever it is he's trying. So I loved it for him. He would go to the buffets all the time and he would just try this and he'd try that and he'd try this and he'd try that and he'd go through 16 plates. And I'm kind of like, okay, well, you know what? That's what a cruise is for, I guess, is to just be able to try all kinds of different food that you want. But again, my oldest son, he really struggles with food and they, one of the things he really likes is just plain cheddar cheese, you know, cut it off the block and he'll just eat it. Um, they had cubes of cheddar cheese there, but they weren't the right kind or they tasted funny. You know, he always, when we go on a vacation to visit people, I usually pack food from home and he helps me pack it. And then we bring it with us so he knows that the food that he's eating while we're at grandma's house in California is the same food that he gets back home, you know. So we didn't have that option this time. And so, you know, he was pretty hungry and lived off of the vanilla ice cream a lot the first day. And then we did breakfast the first day at the buffet and they had these little tiny boxes of cereal and they happened to have boxes of Lucky Charms, which Aiden loves. He loves to eat the marshmallows only out of the Lucky Charms. So we got into kind of a routine with him where for breakfast, he'd eat probably 12 boxes of those little mini Lucky Charms things with just the marshmallows out of them. We had to keep sweeping plates of all the cereal part onto other plates. And then the, you know, the little wait staff would come and clean that off for us and then for lunch he usually would eat vanilla ice cream and then at dinner in the dining room they had a special kids menu and he will eat hot dogs but not with a bun or ketchup or anything on them and he didn't trust their french fries none of that stuff so <laughs> he would just order like four kids meals of hot dogs and all he'd eat off of it was just the hot dog and our fabulous waiter figured out by the end of the cruise just not to bother bringing Aiden um, 
the full plate with the hot dogs and the bun and everything, he just brought Aiden a plate with six hot dogs on it. And Aiden was happy as a clam. He just would sit there and eat his hot dogs. And (laughs) that's kind of the, the routine that he got into. Like he didn't want to try any of the desserts. He didn't want to try anything from the buffet. He didn't necessarily like we didn't get the drinks packages or anything like that he didn't really trust the little cartons of milk either you know but once we found something that he could eat at breakfast lunch and dinner and he could have snacks then we were golden so then he was not nearly as whiny once he found something he could eat the other con there's lines for everything. There's lines to get on the ship. There's lines to get off the ship. There's lines to get off the ship to go on the cruise, the shore excursions. There's lines to get back on the shore, you know, and you have to go through security multiple times. You know, it's not nearly as extensive as security in the airports, but you have to send your backpacks through and you have to make sure there's no metal in your pockets. And like I said, if you have to You can't have any food stuff in your backpacks or they'll confiscate it from you. And uh, they have to scan IDs on and off the ship, you know, all of that stuff. So when you get into the buffets, there's lines everywhere for that. And then trying to get into the dining room, there's a line and you're waiting in the restaurant. And they were really good about bringing the kids meals out first. But then by the time we as the adults got our food, the kids were done eating and they were bored and they wanted to leave, but we had just barely sat down to eat our food. So when I got home from our cruise, I did some research just using good old Google and I put in um, autism best cruises to go on for um, families, for people with autism. And like a whole bunch of things popped up. And the biggest thing that I could find is there's this company called Autism on the Seas. That's what it is. And reading up about this company, what they do is they reserve like 10 or 12 cabins and they sign up a certain number of families. And then they you're on a regular cruise ship with all the rest of the people, but you basically get to go around as your own little special group. And it's with the other people that have... um a member of their family that has autism. So, you know, they have, and they, they have sp- separate activities and, um, group activities and they make special reservations for the different, um, movies or shows that are available. So that way that cuts down on all the line waiting and, you know, troubles in the dining room. They also said that, they can accommodate uh, dietary restrictions better as well versus if you just go on the cruise and you're not quite sure what you're going to get with them. And and they work with multiple cruise lines. I think they said that they do like 30 or 50 cruises a year and they rotate between five or six different cruise lines. So you just kind of have to book your cruise through them. And then the other thing they do is they make sure that there's at least one staff member for every two individuals with autism in the group. So they have activities just for the, the kids and the adults and everybody with autism. Um, but they also have activities for the siblings. So if you've got other kids that don't have autism, they can hang out with other kids 
like them that go through similar struggles as they do where they have a sibling with autism and a lot of their life rotates around the needs of this one individual. And so then they can go and hang out with other kids that have the same struggles they do. And then they also make sure that there's respite time for parents. So they try and make it so that there's extra help to do activities, but at the same time to give parents a chance to go and have dinner in the dining room alone together and know that there's somebody who's well-trained in helping individuals with autism, uh, taking care of your family members so that you can actually enjoy that time on the cruise. Because I was grateful for the Camp Ocean that they had on the cruise, but at the same time, I was just paranoid waiting for that phone to ring, which it did many times. So I'm like, okay, well, we want to plan this activity, but I've got to be able to drop and go pick my kids up if something goes wrong at any moment, you know? So there was, that was something that I was like, okay, got to work on that. But also there was a thing in, when I popped up on Google, there's an article in USA Today that was published on uh, February 20th of 2014. So this was from a while ago, but it says Royal Caribbean is the first autism friendly cruise line, which means anyone of their cruises on Royal Caribbean has been marked by this organization, Autism on the Seas, as autism friendly. Like they started out back in 2014 with this article. It says they'd achieved bronze status and they were hoping by the end of the year for all their ships to have gotten silver. Apparently there's gold and platinum levels as well is kind of how it goes. And a lot of it is just kind of making some of those cons that I mentioned earlier, waiting in lines, having limited uh, options for your kid with autism as far as their dietary restrictions go um, having people who understand more about helping individuals with autism so that if you want to have kid free time, um, it's a lot easier for you to do that. They, they have a lot of those things with it, but apparently the, the extra help and the extra staff members to help with family members with autism is more limited to the autism for the seas, autism on the seas. Yeah, I think that's what it is. That's their own organization staff that schedules those cruises. So anyway, I just thought I'd share that experience with you guys so that you could kind of plan ahead and not feel as limited um, or kind of get an insider's idea of what it's like to go on a cruise when you've got a family member with autism going on it with you. And I hope it's helpful and I hope that it helps people think, hey, we can do this sometime you know. So anyway, good luck. Get your next vacation planned, I guess. <laughs> and this is Feline signing off. <laughs>